Hey, it's Espo back to tell you about our friends at DraftKings, and basketball season won't be around forever. So get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at $1 million. That's right, $1 million in total prizes. Claim your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when you use the code TBPN during sign-up. That's code TBPN. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see your team stack up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist mean so much more when you're playing DraftKings Daily Fantasy. It is unbelievable how much more you enjoy a random Kings Clippers game on a Wednesday evening or a Nets Knicks matchup, whatever you're watching. I mean, it could be even worse. It could be like the magic and somebody like the magic and rockets. It makes it more fun to play with DraftKings daily fantasy sports and their fantasy lineup for basketball. So download the DraftKings app now and use the code TBPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. The code TBPN and get you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Tonight's matchup on the solar panel, Espo versus the Solar Fox versus Carmel Thunder. Hello and welcome everybody to another edition of the solar panel, whether you're watching us live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or wherever else you might be able to find us or listening to us wherever you get podcasts. We appreciate you, the Flaming Ballers, more than you know. I'm your host, Greg Esposito, Espo, ahoy hoy, and uh, you know. Again, where there's only two of us. It's a dynamic duo for a second straight week. Uh, I don't know what Dave's doing this week. Maybe his <laughs> mother's turning 80 again uh, for the second straight week. I do not know. but So that just means uh, that you get more of the Carmel Thunder from down under, or as of right now, the Carmel Thunder right next to me, Saul Bookman. Saul, how are you? Oh, you know, just living the dream. Just living the dream. And unfortunately, sometimes that dream's a nightmare, Saul. I understand completely. If you uh, if you know me, then you know it is. <laughs> by the way, I want to off the top. Want to remind you guys that you can join the YouTube channel uh, or subscribe to it. By joining, you become a member of the Flaming Ballers. Get a special icon. You support the show financially that way, or you can just subscribe. We appreciate it. Slam that like button as well, as that helps other people find the show. You know, stupid out algorithms and stuff it's uh it's the youtube version of analytics i don't quite understand it but just jam that like button and if you're listening to us on the podcast a five-star review is always appreciated you don't have to say anything nice when you write it you could totally trash us but just make sure you give us the five stars that helps people find us on apple uh podcasts so now that the housekeeping is done Saul. I, I know we got a bit um well I got a bit emotional off the top last week about the about this Suns team and finally making making the playoffs, but 
this was kind of a fun week. It was a weird week because there was uh, there was a, a rough game in there for sure. But this was a fun week for the Suns. And, uh, you know, I think, and I'll get your opinion on this as well, that we saw the best two quarters of basketball from this team uh, this week in the overtime versus Cleveland and the fourth quarter versus the Knicks. What do you think? Oh, I mean, I, I'll tell you what, like as good as the Suns have been this season, there's been very few like exciting, like, you know, moments or, or stretches of play. Like they've, they've been good, but the amount of emotion that I've, I've seen from this team, you know, in little spurts, you know, like to those two you, you pointed to, I mean, man, it's hard not to get like, just it's jump off your couch kind of excitement, like talking trash kind of excitement. Like it's, it's something I think we've been missing uh, for, for a little bit. Uh, And as, as emotionally invested as a lot of us are with this team, it's just nice to see that they're emotionally invested as well. And uh, we got it, we get it in little spurts, but they're not like big, big ones like they were this week. This week was like, man, when you see them turn on the gas against Cleveland and then you see the way they handled New York after all the trash talking and the physical play and New York thought that they were going back to the mid nineties with their, you know, trying to, 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 to be physical with the Suns and Julius Randle trying to harbor his, his inner Charles Oakley, which is the softest Charles Oakley I've ever seen <laughs> uh, that, I'll, that I'll get to in a second, but it was just fun. It was just fun, fun game. Last night was fun. It was super fun. You know, I know Dave's not here, right? But we got to give the people what they want, and we're just going to do it off the top here. Dave, stop me. Uh, I'm sorry, Dave's not going to be able to statue voiceover lady, but no. uh, Espo will do his best to so, uh, keep you interested. So at the filling very the void is Espo. Right. So, so <laughs> for our stat me Dave this week, which will be a stat me Espo, uh, I was looking at it, and the Suns outscored the Knicks 47 to 17 in the final 13 minutes of the game, including four points in the final 2.2 seconds of the third that were pretty unbelievable. Devin Booker drives in, misses a layup. Uh, Then you get Torrey Craig who comes in and lays it back in. Uh, And then with, I think it was 0.8 seconds left on the clock campaign steals, steals the ball and all, all in one motion. makes the shot. That was it. That was it. Like when when campaign did that, it changed everything. It was, and you know what, oh man. And it, I'll, I'll say this right now: if you haven't had a chance to listen to Dave's interview with campaign, I mean, I, well, actually, right here, boom, there you go. It's in the it's in the it's in the link, the or the link is in the chat, uh, dude. You got to check it out because Dave does such a great job, and I can't say this enough. Dave does a phenomenal job of really pulling a lot out of campaign and campaign to his credit is just very open. He's very, you know, uh, upfront about his journey. And when I was watching this, this unfold last night and the way he kind of just, you know, he, he pulled the team out uh, of a little, of a little rut uh, single-handedly by that one play and the emotion that he shows, man, you can't help but be a damn campaign fan. I love him. Oh, I I do too. And that, that shot in and of itself put the Suns up two points and put them up for good, right? That that swing in momentum was what led to such a big fourth quarter and allowed that 47-17 run to happen for the Suns to win by uh, 23 
uh, in the, in the end. And it was, if you get that, like it's lightning in the bo- in a bottle, this bench is so important to this team, uh, especially on nights where Devin Booker doesn't necessarily have it, which was the case. Uh, you know, this bench can be the catalyst to such great things for this team. And then you look at it and, uh, you know, you also get Chris Paul who winds up turning it on in that fourth, uh, especially after Taj Gibson decides to uh, dip his shoulder into him and, and try to start whatever that was. He didn't it, like it, the it, fact that Chris Paul boxes him out and all of a sudden it, it took you back, right? It took oh, you back. I, yeah. I had Nash flashbacks and yet nobody decided to come off the bench. So that was a win. But uh, uh, you, that's not even the that's not even the flashback that I was talking about. I was talking oh, about well, right here. yes. We want to go way back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way, way back. Well, yeah. A little Knicks. Uh, if you're <laughs> listening on the pod, this is going to be totally meaningless. But if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to see some clips of a Suns Knicks brawl from 92 93 that is uh, pretty unbelievable here. Uh, to, you basically get both benches clear. There's punches thrown. There's a, a skirmish. There's two separate <laughs> the good old days. The good old uh, days. And I think I've brought this up on the show far more times than it deserves, but Greg Anthony in this fight has one of the worst shirts in NBA history. It's nautical. I, it's a nautical themed, like, uh, I think I had that shirt actually. So, wow. Saul anyway. has bad fashion taste, but yeah, well, I mean, it brought me back to that fight, which was, uh, which was in the same arena back when it was America West <laughs> arena. I had Nash flashback flashbacks with how Chris Paul kind of, flies towards the sidelines uh i i there all sorts of things but what struck me in that situation is chris paul's composure oh yeah like chris paul does not let crap rattle him he knew that taj gibson was going to get a flagrant foul and potentially get thrown out of this game uh because of because of this and he does not go to get up in taj gibson's face he starts talking to the refs and jawing at Tom, Tom Thibodeau. Thibodeau. That's my favorite part is that he doesn't go at Randall. He's like, Tibbs, get your man. Well, <laughs> and he knows, he, knows t- yeah. Yeah. he knows Tibbs from, uh, yeah, like you're saying, USA basketball. So it was like, he's like, I'm going to go to the guy that, that I know and tell him how much I think this is BS. I'm not going to try to fight Taj Gibson because nothing good comes of it. And I also love that all the players knew to keep their heads in the situation. You see guys waving their arms like, don't don't take the bait. Don't get into anything. Look at DA. Look at DA. What the hell, man? Yeah. And you then good, he, Chris, you but, good? But you see what he does? He kind of pushes Mikhail away from it. Like, hey, don't get into that. Like, I, I love that. Like, He's just a pro, man. He's just a fucking pro. The, I love the whole it. Thing. The whole thing. Nobody, nobody tries to engage him. Uh, like uh, they they complain, but they don't try to engage him. I, I love. Did, this. You, did this... you see the Suns bench though? Did you see the Suns bench and their yep. instant reaction? Uh, like, let's hey, go back. We, let's go back gonna, and look. Right here, right here. Hey, we're not going to have any uh, Stoudemire Dial situation <laughs> over here. Everybody, yeah, the, keep your ass on the bench. The, the coaches <laughs> are like, don't move. None of you are getting suspended. We need that number one seed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, we. I love this about this team because they are so. This is what playoff basketball is going to be like, right? It's going to be physical. It's going to be guys uh, going going hard at you. It's going to be 
uh, you know, just a lot of situations where you could lose your cool and Chris Paul's showing them right there. No, this is how we're going to handle ourselves. This is the way we're going to do it. And, and we're going to be all right with it. And, and then that sparked Chris Paul, like I was saying, because then all of a sudden that mid range jumper was like, yeah, I'm going to stick this in your eye. Like we're, we may be up 10, we're going to be up 20 soon because, uh, yeah, you reminded me that it, it, it's CP3 time. It's time for there, me to take over this game a, and get us some rest. There's a few guys um, that you come across that – and and I love I, – I respect LeBron. I, I want to say this up front. But there's a certain look in some dude's eyes that are just like really like piercing. Like it just – you just know like, oh, yeah, we effed up. We shouldn't have pissed him off like that. Kobe had it. Uh, Jordan had it. It's just this one kind of look. Chris Paul has that look too, where he will just he looks like he will he will just let things go and then he will handle things after the game and take your head off. You know what I mean? In like in the secret tunnel, right? Yeah, in the secret <laughs> tunnel, right? So uh I just Chris Paul is I again I've said it a million times. I, I very much underrated Chris Paul until he got here to Phoenix and I got to see him on a daily basis and watching Chris Paul, I just cannot help feel, but that he's just a top five NBA uh, point guard uh, of all time. He just is. Yeah. And I forgot what it's like to have that guy that has that instinct that has that switch. where all of a sudden, like I, I love what book does, but, and, and sometimes he gets in that mode, but I think sometimes he lets emotion, take over a little too much but like cp3 it's just boom there there is that moment where all of a sudden i i'm turning it on this is my game now you you woke me up and and i'm not giving it up like that's just that's just how he is and when that flip when that switch flips i don't care who's guarding him on that mid-range shot it is unfreaking believable what he can do. I mean, if he gets anywhere near that free throw line extended, you're pretty much, uh, you're pretty much dead at that point as a, uh, as, as an opponent. And that's going to be huge in the playoffs. But uh, look, who, 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 you know, we just had a question. Who's your goat Pete, uh, point guard of all time. It's tough to go against magic. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I love what magic did, you know, if you're looking less flashy, it's tough to argue a John Stockton as well, just in terms of of running an offense. You know, I, I Steve's good. Steve's great. Uh, you know, and 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 the best Suns point guard of all time. But I, I struggle to to put him up there with with Magic. Uh, Magic's just just something different. You know? I I 1000% agree. I, I think Magic is the goat of all time when it comes to the point guard position. Um and it, it was more it was more not necessarily just his play on the court but how he affected everybody else much like Chris Paul and the influence that he has on this team. You know, there's something to be said about the mentality it takes to be a point guard and to uplift your teammates and I think Chris Paul does that. I think Magic did did that. Steve Nash definitely did that. Um, but Magic did it with such flair and such style, and he could affect the game in multiple different ways because of his size and his height. That I just don't think we're ever going to see anything like that again. No, and you can't you can't ignore how his rivalry with Bird and how they impacted the game pretty much defined modern NBA and saved the league from some 
relative obscurity before those guys. And it's a cliche to say it. Everybody says it when they talk about this, but finals were tape delayed. Like people yeah. weren't watching the games in the finals, even live. But, you know, if knock on wood, if CP3 were able to lead the Suns to uh, two finals and, and win a championship, that may vault him into that top three conversation just based on impact that he was able to have even at the age of, of 36. And he gets over some of those playoff demons oh. and knocks that people have on him that wouldn't put him past magic, but that would, I think that would put him in, uh, you know, in that top three discussion for sure. Oh yeah, I totally agree. And, and speaking of which, I think we should just jump right to that, right? Uh, you're talking about, you know, the potential of the Suns making the finals or the Western conference finals and how that would look. Well, shit is getting interesting. If the <laughs> You are funding if, the children today, by if, the way. So. I don't care. Uh, it's it's all for the kids. You know, book loves the kids. Um, so, I, I mean, it's just, if you look at how it is right now, the Suns, outside of the play-in stuff, the Suns would be facing the, the Lakers as we speak today. Which is <laughs> People my, want to throw up in their coffee this morning just thinking about it. <laughs> it is my worst nightmare ever that you have such a great season and your reward for it is LeBron James and Anthony Davis and a team that, you know, if those guys were on say Houston or, you know, somebody else, you know, say Denver, it, maybe it doesn't feel as oh crap, you know, like the inevitable, like it, it feels like you're about to face Thanos. And instead of the Avengers, You've got Rocket Raccoon and a spoon. Like that's like uh, you know, a little bit when when you see when when you see the Lakers just because of the history. I mean, I, I was looking it up. The Suns are eight and four all time in playoff series against the Lakers, uh, and they haven't won. They they haven't won one. Uh, so they didn't. They lost the last time they faced in 2010, obviously in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, they didn't win the first, uh, what is that, six playoff matchups that these franchises faced. Like, it's like the big brother. And that, that I just, that's what, I, I just don't want to face the Lakers and the, and the history. Maybe I'm of a different mindset. Maybe some people are like, yeah, let's take on Goliath round one and get it over with and, and beat them, shock the world. But yeah. It's still LeBron and Anthony Davis. You know, like, somebody in the chat said, uh, you know, we should just lose and drop to three so we don't have to face that. But you don't know where the, the Lakers are going to end up at the end of the day. Also, there's something to be said. Like, I don't know how big a deal it is nowadays, uh, but I know when I was growing up, like winning a Pacific Division title was kind of a big deal, like especially when you had the Lakers in your division. And for this Suns team, that's still on the line. Like they win a couple more games, they win the Pacific Division uh, regular season title like I think that's a big deal like it, it is especially when you have the Lakers and Clippers in your own division and you can supersede them like I think that's that's a confidence builder it's not necessarily something that that they need but it's something that's nice to have um, to point to um, as they move forward well the the lose out and drop out you're closer to the Jazz. Why not? I mean, I guess it's just try to get that one seed yeah, but the Jazz they have a they have an easy road left man they have an easy road left. Look, they got the Rockets, the Warriors, the Trailblazers is the one game that I think they could drop, but that's at home. So, and they played lights out at home, and then they got the Kings and Thunder on the road. I, I just, 
It's going to take luck, but all you have to do is tie them. I mean, I know. Well, that means that the Suns have to win out. And I mean, if you if you believe that the Jazz are only going to lose one game, yeah, the Suns have to win out, and it's a it's a tougher road. I mean, the the Lakers, Warriors, Trailblazers, Spurs, Spurs. I mean, that's not and and the Spurs may be fighting for their play in life in those games because they're they're you know not in they haven't locked up a spot in that play in tournament. So all of a sudden, yeah, I mean, it's not an easy road, but none of this season has been easy for this Suns team. True. And let's be true. honest. None of this has been, has been easy. None of it is anything we expected. So would it shock me if the Suns won out? No, not in the least. Like I would, it would not shock me at all. What, what worries me is you're going to have almost a week off between uh, when this regular season ends and when the playoffs start. Does that hurt momentum too? Like if, if you're, I mean, I know it'll help you kind of get healthy, but if you're facing the Lakers, you know, they're going to, they're going to play in that play in tournament. They could have some momentum going some, uh, they could, could wind up gaining some rhythm back with these guys. That scares me. Like there's a lot of things about this and and maybe it's just simply uh, wounds from the past, but the thought of facing the Lakers after having that that week off, it's it's just it scares me. But the storylines would be crazy, right? CP3 going against his buddy LeBron, uh, Monty taking on the team that he said, "Nah, I'm good. I'm going to go coach the Suns," uh, and doing it as uh, as the second seed in the West, as the Lakers are are flailing a bit. Like it's it would be a very interesting series. But if I can avoid facing the defending champions who have two of the best players in the NBA in round one, you're damn right. I'd like to like to avoid that. Man, I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted because I feel like if you play the, the earlier you, the, you play the Lakers, the better chance you have at beating the Lakers. I think if you play the Lakers, when they get to the Western conference finals, I think you're, you're playing peak Lakers at that point, in my opinion. And that's going to be a much tougher W than than if you play them in the first round. And I understand there's a high risk, high reward here that we're talking about. We're talking about playing the Lakers in the first round and the 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 benefit, you get rid of the Lakers. And you probably don't have to play either one of the Clippers or the Nuggets until the Western Conference Finals. The flip side, you could lose in the first round. And everybody would talk about you got you lost in the first round. Yeah, but you lost to the Lakers, who you know are if they beat the Suns in the first round, you know they're going to the finals or at least the Western Conference finals, right? Yeah. Uh, so I I don't know, man. I, I it's that's it's hard. Like, I don't I don't know what everybody else in the chat thinks, but uh, oof, that, that's like tightrope walking across the Grand Canyon. Sure, I could hold a record if I get to the other side, but if I have a misstep, I'm falling to my death, right? Like. Yeah, sure. There's 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 wins and and losses on either side of the uh, of the ledger here that you could you could have. But ideal for me, three six matchup: Nuggets, Lakers, uh, or or Clippers, Lakers, and let those teams fight it out and take out one of your top yeah. competitors there. Sure, that that's ideal. But I'm saying, like, if you want to play the Lakers, if, if let me just say like this. If you knew the Lakers were going to make it to the Western Conference Finals, no matter who they played, would or yeah, if you know that the Lakers were going to make it to the Western Conference Finals, 
Would you rather play them in the first round or in the Western Conference Finals? Western Conference Finals. Because Why? you're going because you will have made the Western Conference Finals. If I lose to the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, I go amazing season, great run. We come back next year and and we figure out how to dethrone the champs. I don't think you so, lose man. in the first round, it feels it feels like you've accomplished. But less. what's your best chance to beat the Lakers? It's not when they're playing peak Lakers. When LeBron and AD are on, almost no team in the in in the in the world can beat them. Like I understand the Suns team is good. They would have to play a series like no other to get past that point, just like they would have to if they have to play the the Nets in the in the in the finals. Um, not so worried about the Bucks, but uh, but so so I'm. It's like it's like you have to fight this grizzly bear. Would you rather fight it when it's just born, or would you rather fight it when it's like you know mature and ten years old? No, that grizzly bear is going to kick your ass. Like either way, it's going to kick my ass. I have a better chance against the young grizzly. <laughs> That's look. I just if you're telling me that in that first round, LeBron or AD is guaranteed to miss a few games fine then i want them in the first round but if it's if they're if they're all playing give me give me the ticket to the western conference finals and i'll take my chances they're playing them at peak so i can at least say i made made a run to the western conference finals when nobody expected anything if you lose as the as the one or two seed in round one it it's just it, it's a bitter taste. It sucks, and it happens yeah. at the hands of the Lakers. But LeBron knows what he's doing. Come on, like it's not like you're the number one seed and you lost to the Nuggets back in '95, Seattle SuperSonics. It's not like that. It's not like the Jazz when they got upset by the Warriors back in the day. It's not. It's nothing like that. It doesn't it's, matter. It's, you're you're playing the best. Like you lost to the best. Like that's just how it is. Like it's not the same. Like. I, I don't know. I, I just don't subscribe to the, like, oh, we got to the Western Conference Finals. You only got to the Western Conference Finals because you didn't have to play the Lakers in the first or second round. If you have to play them in the first round and you get past them, to me, that Western Conference Finals looks far sweeter because now you have a legit reality that you could get to the world championship. Hey, who lost to the Lakers in the, in the first round last year? Do you remember? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody lost to the Lakers last year in the first round? The Lakers beat everybody. They won the net. I said, who did the Lakers beat in the first round? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Who do they beat in the Western Conference Finals? You remember it's the Nuggets. Nobody remembers remember the it's first the Nuggets. Round. I don't remember it's the Nuggets. I just remember that the Lakers won the world championship because I don't give a shit about the other three rounds. I really Nobody. don't. I don't care if you get if you lose in the first round to the Lakers who end up winning the world championship, you still lost to the world champions. That's all that matters. I I'd rather lose to them in the Western Conference Finals and say I was one step away from the NBA Finals than, oops, I lost in the first round after a magical se season. Like, it's like you, it's it, gonna you be got to go for the knockout blow. You might as well take them out early. That's your best chance. If you if look, I think they can beat them whether it's the first round or the or the Western oh, Conference Finals. Look, I don't that's think that's a different conversation. I, I don't. I don't think this is an either <laughs> or. I just. I just—it's an inexperienced team in the playoffs. I'd much rather have the Suns' young guys have a couple rounds behind them before they have to go toe to toe with the heavyweight champ, right? Even if that heavyweight champ's nursing a few injuries, that's still—that's still 
LeBron and AD in round one, it, it takes your margin for error to next to nothing. And when, when these guys haven't been in the playoffs before, I expect a few speed bumps in that first round. And that's why I'd rather face, and I know everybody would rather face, but give me a Grizzlies. Give me a, a Portland. Give me give me somebody other than, than AD and LeBron in round one because those missteps are going to be magnified in that. Oh, I, I vehemently disagree because I feel like because of the lack of experience and all you have is really Chris Paul in the fold and Jay Crowder that have any type of experience playing in, in the playoffs and campaign, but you know, campaign wasn't a, a major contributor on those, those other teams. Um, I just feel like you got to, you got, you got as, be, uh, good, as good a chance to get past the Lakers in the first round as you do the Grizzlies, especially considering the way the Lakers have been playing of late and trying to find themselves. It's just a tough go. And I say, go for it. And they take them out. So, so I, it, case in point, or I, you know, in a nutshell, I'm not afraid of the Lakers in the first round. Go somewhere else with that. <laughs> I don't care if we play the Lakers. Cool. If we don't, even better. But I don't. I'm not scared of the Lakers in the first round. Look, I'll be happy that they're playing anybody in the first round because you know, I was a younger, thinner man the last time that they were uh, that they were in the playoffs. So I will take anything uh, in, in the first round. Regardless, it'll be great to be there again, even if you're facing the Lakers. And yes, would would beating the Lakers in round one amplify that that Cinderella story that you have going on? Hell yes, it would. I just I just feel like you need a tune up for this team. I, I Devin needs to understand what playoff basketball is. So does uh, Aiton. Like I'd much if, rather if, have if, them if have the, a little confidence. If the Suns lost in the first round to the Grizzlies, would you feel any better? No, of course no. I would feel you worse. might as well play the Lakers and get it over with. But I, but I think there's next to no chance, knock on wood, touch metal, whatever your superstition is, that I, next to no chance they lose to the Grizzlies. Ooh. There's a much better chance you lose to the Lakers in round one Ooh. than the Grizzlies. I'm not going to say anything like that. You don't think there's a better chance you lose to the Lakers than the Grizzlies in the first round? I think because of the Suns' inexperience, anything is on the table. I don't know how this is all going to go. I expect them to play very well in the first round. I do. I think that first game is going to be super rough. I do. But I, I, I'm not going to say that they're just a surefire bet to beat the Grizzlies if they played them in the first round. I'm not saying the Grizzlies are any good. I'm just saying that the Suns, because of the inexperience, you know, the Grizzlies have always given them a tough time. So you, know? you agree they with just, me. They might get lightning in a bottle and beat them, but I, I still, I'm like, there's a difference in mentality too here, Espo. If you know you're going into the first round to play the Lakers, there, there is no like, oh, let down or, or I'm not getting hyped for this game. You got LeBron and the World Champs on the other side. You're gonna be ready to go that, all seven games in that first round. That is to try to take them out. That is fair because the the chance that you're gonna have a left letdown that emotionally, mentally. Uh, you're not going to be able to do We've that. We've seen it like, before, right? They might come into that first round series and drop game one because they're just not prepared or they're just you know nervous or whatever. They're playing at home. They lose home court advantage. And then the Grizzlies go back to Memphis and all of a sudden they're playing out of their minds. We've seen it in the NBA before. So I'm like, that's why the Lakers don't scare me. I'm like, okay, let's play the Lakers. Let's get it over with. Look, I think that's I think that's a valid point. You you will come in uh, locked in. There's no way you're going to overlook LeBron, AD, and the Lakers. 
I in have, round I channel my inner Jerry Lewis there. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, you copy. You and I, uh, if we both got on a tangent at the same time, it would sound like a helium as has been pumped into the studio. Two hyenas in the kitchen. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, look, I, I don't know. I, I'm already getting that playoff angst, which is which I love is what I, it's what I love as a fan about the playoffs is you get that there's like that nervous excitement about it and just thinking about any matchup and what what you're just talking about there, the potential uh, for letdown in facing a Grizzlies team or, or the just having to face the Lakers in the first round. I just, I'm getting that playoff angst and I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm, I already got, already got that excitement. I'm already going to predict what's going to happen to you, by the way. I think, uh, with the seven ten play in, right? I think the Lakers will win that first game just to make sure that they're not eliminated and they make it to the playoffs, right? And then whoever they play in that second game, they don't have know- to play a second game if they win the first one. So oh, seven because they're, they're the seven. That's right. They lock in the seventh. So you gotcha. know, could you imagine that though? If the Lakers lose that first game and then they have to fight for their lives in that second game. I know as much as LeBron hates that, that the NBA is looking at that and going, that would be the most dramatic thing we've ever had is the defending champs having to fight, say, Greg Popovich uh, in in a one game winner takes all gets that eighth seed and goes to the playoffs like this. That's this whole last week of the season is going to be unbelievable. You've got the Suns and Jazz battling it out for that top spot. You have Nuggets Clippers jockeying for position at, at three and four. You've got everything going on with the play on play in situation where you got Lakers and Portland and everybody <laughs> going back and forth. This is exciting. And it's so great that the Suns are going to be uh, <laughs> going to be in this Herbie in the chat. One of our flaming ballers says, man, look at us being choosy about opponents after missing the playoffs for 10 seasons. <laughs> What, did you not think we'd revert to our old ways? Like, of course. Of course I'm going to be choosy. Now, if we well were said. sitting at, if we were sitting at seven, if it was reversed, and you're looking up, yeah, I go, hey, I'll take anybody. But when you've played well enough to be the, the one or two seed in the, in, the NBA, in the NBA, of course you want to you look a little bit and go, hey, I, I, I want to be picky. I, I, I've I played so well, I think I deserve something better than – Here's LeBron and AD, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like getting a nose job and all of a sudden you're more attractive. You're like, oh, now I can be picky because I I was never wanted before. But now, come on, ladies. It's a. Well, I say nose job because I got a big old schnoz. Hey, so. I'm right there with you. I mean, you and I look like we got <laughs> ski slopes attached to the front of our face. It's not that great. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, there, we're going to have plenty of time to debate who the Suns are, are playing uh, coming up. Hopefully, next week we'll have a, a much clearer picture uh, when we do this, as uh, I think there'll only be one game left. Uh, in the regular season for the Suns when we record next Saturday. So we'll have a better idea of who at least will be going into that play-in and and what it may look like. Uh, good chance that Lakers put it together here in the last week and and decide, all right, enough fooling around, we'll take six uh, but uh, to avoid the play-in. But, man, this is there's going to be lots and lots of drama, and uh, 
And that's okay with me. That's why we're sports fans. I, so. I have a feeling the Lakers will do that. I have a feeling they'll jump up to that sixth spot. They do play the Trailblazers, I believe, uh, one more time. And I think that will be the game that will decide it. But uh, LeBron's going to come back. He's sitting out with an ankle injury, I believe. Yeah. Uh, He's supposed to be back, I think, tomorrow night against I the Suns. I think so, too. And then, uh, you know, well, that, that brings up an interesting question, too. All right? And I'm just going to ask it. I, I don't particularly want to lose any games. But is it more beneficial? Well, if you're thinking my way, uh, do you lose? Is is a loss to the Lakers tomorrow on Sunday night that big of a deal? Because yes. it actually, it actually, well, you've got a cushion between you and three, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And if if you said off the top, you don't think they're going to catch the Jazz because the Jazz is easy schedule. A loss tomorrow puts them facing the, like the Clippers and the Nuggets in round one, the Lakers, which and then it gives you likely portland memphis the, the lights mm-hmm. of that uh, you know uh, i to me i don't know that a loss sunday night to the lakers is is earth shattering is what i'm saying uh no it's just another confidence builder you know that's sure. all it is you know you, you you gotta every time you can beat that team is, is is a good thing especially when they're down you gotta beat them when they're down you just have to because if if you lose to them it's more of a detriment if you lose than it is a benefit if you win. I'll look, say it that look, way. Look, Seabuck, I'm not saying they lose on purpose. That's not what I'm suggesting. Yeah, you don't but you lose were anything. dangerously close to saying that. <laughs> no, I was not. I'm just saying if they actually Should lost. Should they even play the game tomorrow? <laughs> Should Go they ahead, just forfeit off. tomorrow and say, nah, we don't need to play the Lakers? That's not what I'm saying, all right? Uh, I'm just saying if they happen to lose on some fluke that the Lakers play really well and they don't, uh, maybe don't, it wouldn't be. I don't know uh, who wouldn't, 8014. wouldn't necessarily be bad. I don't know who 8014 DET is in the chat, but he said LeBron's out because of ankle spasms. <laughs> 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 I've never heard of that in my life, and I just think it's funny. That's combining AD and uh, and LeBron's uh, injuries. It's back spasms and an ankle sprain. So yeah. uh, ankle spasms. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, let I want to shift gears here uh, and and talk about is this the toughest Suns team in terms of mentality and and physicality to an extent that we've seen at least at least in our time as as Suns fans. I know you could get into early '80s, late '70s, uh, you know, guys like Truck Robinson and, and the like. But is this in the in the more modern era? the toughest Suns team we've seen, Saul? Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. I don't think there's any doubt. You know, the 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 93 finals team was tough because of Charles Barkley and mainly only because of Charles Barkley. Everybody else just kind of, you know, um, you know, followed suit because they were probably afraid of what Charles was going to do to them if they didn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, but since then, you know, there wasn't any toughness about the, the seven seconds or less sons. Let's be real about that. There just wasn't. Oh, um, Raja Bell, you could argue. Uh, okay. Edge. Yeah, you're right. Raja. And, and but and and tough on ter- in terms of like imposing your authority on the court. You know, we see yeah. that with with certain bully bu- bully ball sometimes right yeah. um the knicks tried to pull that off last night and they did such a terrible job of that um you you can't flop all over the court and then play tough guy it's just not happening julius Randle. No. um so 
uh, yeah, I, I absolutely think that this team is is one of the toughest. I don't even think it's just one of the toughest. I think it's one of the toughest in the NBA. I think they're they're willing to scrap. I'm, I think they're willing to get dirty, and I think they're willing uh, to to impart their defensive will against teams. Edward in the chat says Bledsoe Morris Twins teams were bad but tough. I don't know that that was tough. I think that was fake tough and stupidity, which is a dangerous combination. Yeah. That's a that's just guys that like to get into fights, but that doesn't make you tough. You know, yeah. you know that's not a... the, the Mori are known for being dirty tough. Like they'll sweep the leg mid air, and then once you land on your back, they'll act like they're like this big dude. But yeah, they were physically out of position to even fight you in that moment. You dirty piece of crap. Yeah, look, the more you're a hundred percent right. The more I are fake tough. I mean, they they're the guys that find people that they have a physical advantage over and and act like they're tough because of that i'll give you an example i probably shouldn't but i'm gonna go anyways because i don't care anymore uh walking through the tunnel uh markeith morris back in the day when i'm working for the team decides it'd be hilarious to drop his shoulder into me very much like taj gibson and knock me over while i'm walking out to the court for the game as he was coming out from a uh from a, a pre-game uh his pre-game shooting session just thought it was hilarious to knock me knock me over uh, because he could like that's that's the kind of fake toughness that the more i bring to the table it's just hey there's a guy that that i outweigh by a hundred pounds and i'm like you know a foot taller than i'm just gonna steamroll him because you know i can and he's wearing a bow tie so that's there you go that's uh that, that's a look into that that totally fake tough now that we've uh totally gone off uh off topic but look best best defensive team uh, that we've seen i think no doubt that this is one of the best defensive suns teams we've seen in our time uh and and it's it's unbelievable e even team defense as well i mean uh it, it's just it's fantastic what they've been able to accomplish but they have an edge they have a big edge you know uh just Tory Craig has brought brought a different kind of edge to this team. Campaign in the bubble brought that edge uh, and and just a mentality. I don't even I don't even know that it's you know imposing necessarily. It's a mentality. It's like like Chris Paul last night. Sure, you can drop your shoulder into me and think you're uh, you're tough, but then I'm gonna come back and show you what tough really is. You Did know? you say anything to Morris when he did that? No, I was just so shocked because he hit me, laughed, and ran off to the locker room. And I was more like, what the hell? Like, have you ever had that happen where you just have a moment that you're just in such disbelief that you're like, what the hell was that? Like, you don't even you don't even have time to react because you're more in, really, that just happened, you know? No, Plus, I'm pretty sure you know, I would have got to talking to you about something. I would have at least been like, hey, you asshole. You know, having having read the rap sheet i also didn't want to get in a fight in the tunnel with the with the morai because uh, yeah, uh how much of a this. legend how much of a legend would you be right now if you, you did though you no uh, you know what happens <laughs> the million dollar player doesn't usually lose his job the the forty thousand dollar a year uh social media guy usually loses his job in that kind yes. of a situation so yeah but everybody knows how much of an a-hole those guys are <laughs> Dave King in the chat. Good morning, folks. Sorry I can't be there. Uh, staycation. Oh, we got a staycation alert. Uh, 
I, I still am going with uh, his mother turned 80 a second time. So happy birthday, uh, Dave's mom yet again. We're going to go with that. So. We'll see, hey, you know how it is. It's a birthday month, not a birthday uh, it week. Is, it is. Blaze, Blaze Megatron says, Espo is still salty. I'm not salty. It's just I'd be salty too. Like you telling me that story, like instant anxiety started arising. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want to punch that guy right in the freaking testicles. Well, I won't lie. I wanted. I wanted to, uh, but like there was no. I calculated the risk reward in that situation, and there was no reward. It was just a lot of risk. All right. If you knew so, you were going to be where you are now and not with the team, if you could go back in time, would you do it? No. No. Why would I want to get my Give ass me something? Beat by, Damn it, Espo! Just Keith say Morris. yes. I would ro- love to just. You know, hit him in the nads or something like that. I'm using all yeah. the slang. For the I would have loved to have taken. I would have loved to have gone WWE and taken one of the seats for there the stands and, and, and done there the we go. smash him over the back. Do the, with it, do the right? rock. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Uh, yeah, yes, I was I, I was 175 pounds and rocking a bow tie. I don't think exactly that's the uh, the kind of fight that they were looking for. There, Herb, uh, Herbie in the chat, Dave, more than made up for the two absences with the midweek stimmy. Enjoy your vacation, Dave. So, yes. Dave King, enjoy your staycation. I'm sure the missus appreciates your Saturday morning off and yeah, uh, well, enjoy. And, and that interview was spectacular. So it was it was awesome. That. It was absolutely awesome. But, does does this does this toughness does this edge does it set them up for the playoffs? It feels like the kind of mentality that you need in a seven game seven game series, right? Uh, I'm sorry, Dave. I'll tell you guys, I did manscape before the staycation, so I'm the smooth baller of the week right here. <laughs> From our friends over Espo, at Manscaped. Uh, Espo, the... be nice. Don't say anything. Don't be use, mean. Use the code FLAMINGBALLERS <laughs> to save 20% on your uh, Manscaped. And uh, you can have a staycation where uh, you're as smooth with the ladies as there Dave. 20% off FLAMINGBALLERS, uh, free shipping. We'll get to our smooth baller of the week later. It is not Dave, but... Uh, yeah, I've got so many jokes to make at that, but I'm not going to, Dave. You're not here. I'm not going to make it. Maybe next week when you're yeah. here, I will. Well, but well, you know, if that, you've ever seen Grandma's Boy, they did refer to somebody else on that show and in that movie as Gray Bush. So, uh, okay. oh, yeah. OC says proof. Send pics to. Ash. <laughs> God, why no. did we ever open that can of worms on this show? I do not know, but. That's why uh, Dave is the closet winner, according to Vincent. Dave is never getting in my prize closet, okay? (laughs) The sad ad read. (laughs) Yes, that was the saddest manscaped read I have ever ever known. (laughs) Shamil, uh, excuse me if I'm mispronouncing, but Shamil says, uh, yeah, Espo will give you merch like a ball pouch. (laughs) Look, okay, let's get back on track. We'll get to the smooth baller and make... All of our jokes here in uh, oh God, Buck Dog. I bet the floor, Dave, uh, where Dave uh, shaved looked like Gandalf's barbershop. 
Oh, that's a good one, Buck. We dog. are the, that's a good we are one. the least self-respecting <laughs> son podcast on the internet. Uh, believe you me. You know what, though? You know what? It's all in good fun, and Dave's always a great sport about it. And uh, you know, we miss him. It's been two weeks now. I don't. I feel like he's breaking up with us, but you know, hopefully he'll be back next week. I'm sure he will be. We also have some other things in the works for the future, uh, mainly the playoffs that we're gonna hopefully get cemented today, um, and we'll announce later on this week. But it some does, really fun th- stuff coming up. It does not involve. Dave and Manscaped. No, it does not. No, it does not. You know, Seabuck calls us the shameless shameless ballers. I got nothing nothing anymore. (laughs) You're not getting this from any other sun show. I'm going to tell you that. Speaking of toughness, uh, not the balls. Um, Yes, I do think that this Suns team has what it takes to be tough in the playoffs. I feel like they've been basically playing this way because of CP3 all season, the slow down tempo to a degree. Um, you know, they, they run down the shot clock basically all the way down to less than five seconds, almost every single time. Um, they're physical, they play great defense and what they showed this week, they can turn it on at the drop of a hat. And they did that in overtime against the Cleveland Cavaliers. They did it in the fourth quarter against the Knicks and you just never know. And the sun's runs, the sun's runs aren't just, you know, like little, you know, they have the six to eight to 10 point runs for sure. But there's a difference between those kind of runs and, yeah, we're taking this game over kind of run. And the Suns did that twice this week, and that's what makes it so fun to watch because you you can feel it, right? When you're watching the game, you can feel like, oh, shit, this is this is happening right now. Like, And, and you just know every single bucket's going their way. They're getting all the breaks. They're getting, you know, DAs getting blocks. Like, it's just beautiful basketball to watch when they're on those runs. Well, and, you know, we, we've heard from national and, and some local people, well, did the Suns have that next gear? They've played so hard all year, and that's how they want. We saw that next gear twice this week. Yeah, absolutely. It's on a dime, things shift, and they just completely dominate a game. And that is is truly uh, amazing to me what they've been able to pull off with that. And that's what, uh, combine that with the toughness, that's why I, I I think this team is built for the playoffs. And props to James Jones. James Jones, I think, looked at this and and knows with all that playoff experience, this is the type of of group that you need to try to win in the playoffs. What I also love is how interchangeable certain parts on this team are. Right, uh, Jay Crowder misses time, so you wind up seeing Tory Craig step in. Uh, Dario Saric kind of falls off the map a little bit. And then you see uh, Frank Kaminsky, after not playing for a while, come in and have an impact. Like, it's just got, Javon Carter doesn't play for a while, comes in, starts to have an impact when, when campaign was out at different times. Like, there are – there's just so many levels to this roster. And you're looking at guys like Langston Galloway and Etuan Moore who had an impact early on, haven't seen the floor. But if if something happens, if you have a break glass in case of emergency situation at some point, this uh this playoffs, I feel like you can trust those guys because they've proven it. And and that's how deep this team is. And it, I've never I don't think we've ever seen a Suns team quite like this. No, ever. I- I mean, again, uh, it's not a big three. It's a big four. I'm going to say it like that because Mikhail Bridges, man, he, he's just so much fun to watch. 
Uh, Mikhail Bridges is, you know, I know that this is one of the topics we're going to talk about today, but when we're talking about X factors, Mikhail Bridges is the X factor. Uh, you saw it last night when Devin Booker was getting double teamed and the Knicks were doing a pretty good job of keeping him away from getting his. Uh, who else was going to step up? It was Mikhail Bridges and DA. Uh, you know, that's what you texted me last night. Like, if DA plays like this, dude, we have a legit chance at winning a, an NBA championship. And you're absolutely right. We do. If, if if DA continues to play at a high level like that, especially offensively, yeah, absolutely. And and people in the chat were saying, like, you got to feed DA. You got to feed him, especially when they're trying to take away one of your, your key assets. Who else is going to step up? It's DA and Mikhail Bridges. If they can, can keep defenses honest, then Devin Booker is going to be able to get his because – He's going to be – the other two are going to be too much of a threat to ignore. And that's what makes this team so special. And then if you can get Cam Johnson back into his groove. And, you know, I underestimated Jay Crowder, man. Jay Crowder coming back last night, I forgot what kind of a uh, a physical presence and intimidation factor that he, he provides for this team. He gives this team a little bit more of a firm backbone uh, when, when he's on the court. And you saw that last night. Dude, it, this team is just – Man, I love them. I just love this team. And, and I don't really care what happens in the playoffs. I just love how they got to where they are right now and how it's all unfolded. I read a stat, and forgive me, I don't remember uh, who. I think it was a tweet. Uh, the The Suns are 30-9 and nine when DA takes more than 10 shots in a game. 30-9. and nine, Like, to me, that that just <clears throat> screams – feed him a little bit more like Please. not even not even massively more just a little bit more and and maybe maybe the way the playoffs are going to go we're going to see more people try to do what the what the Knicks did that was a strategic defensive choice in that game to not to not double down on DA and not not force the issue with him but try to shut down CP3 and book and and DA came through against the Knicks. And Dude, that I th- may be something we see in the playoffs. I think DA is right here. He's right here. He's so close. He's so close to getting over from you know just a good player to oh now here's the number one pick. Um, and I think when you see that flip that switch flip, <clears throat> he's going to be averaging twenty five. I just feel like he will because he'll have the confidence and the team will have the confidence in him to make sure that he gets his 25, just like they have the confidence in Devin Booker to feed him as much as they do. And I think CP3 has a big part of that. And assuming that CP3 does stay past this season, um, I think that's going to be one of the key focuses in the offseason is getting DA to maintain that level of focus and intensity on the court like he did this year on defense on the offensive side. And I think – I mean, I you could just almost feel it, right? When you see players that are starting to figure out, Mikael Bridges is right there too, right? He's just he's so close to getting over that little hill, uh, you know that that rookie, you know the the rookie fundamentals and the rookie kind of you know whatever to getting over to like star status. And I think Mikael Bridges is almost there. Da is almost there. And in the playoffs, I could very much see in the playoffs them taking that next big step. And once they take that next big step, this team is totally different. Totally different. Agreed. Uh, and to your Jay Crowder point, one of my favorite moments in that Knicks game was Crowder hits that corner three, turns to the Knicks bench. 
I can only imagine what he says because we can't read his <laughs> lips. We only see the back of him. And then he gets teed up. But I'm like, that's the kind of edge. Sure, a technical foul isn't the greatest thing. But the fact that he was just like, I'm going to chirp at you now because we've got this game in hand. And uh, you've probably been bagging on me all game. I just love that. I love that kind of attitude. Probably, And I love probably, that it's from the Suns, finally. He, he probably channeled that Emmy, inner uh, Jimmy Butler and told him they're all soft like baby you know, <laughs> <poop>. <laughs> well, let's, uh, you know, Dave already kind of spoiled the fun of the smooth baller of the week, but let's go to the actual smooth baller of the week. Oh yeah. Got Bush. Not if you got manscaped. That's right. Use the code flaming ballers to save 20% off any manscaped order and get free shipping. Our smooth baller of the week is the aforementioned Mikhail Bridges averaging 18.25 points. 3.25 rebounds, 57% shooting from the field, 56% shooting from three-point range. Mikhail Bridges was smoother than uh, than Dave on his uh, weekend staycation with the with the misses. Look, uh, I I have been truly impressed with what Mikhail has done over the last uh, last week, and he's growing so much this uh, this season. And consistency is going to be key. We've talked about him. Cam Johnson, DeAndre Ayton, if those guys can be consistent uh, in the playoffs, this team is in for something special. So, yeah, uh, if you don't want to look like uh, Monty Williams in the mask, you know, or a reverse Cam Johnson, uh, I'm running out of ways to describe this without getting too lewd for anybody. Yeah, yeah. If you don't want to look like Dave before he went on his staycation where it's, uh, you know, a Malcolm Gladwell kind of situation, uh, if any, any of you know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very random, random poll. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know what the hell that means. If you don't want the boys to look like Saul's chin, use the codes Flaming Ballers for twenty percent off. Uh, you can get Manscaped, uh, any of their products, and we highly recommend them. As Dave has made it clear, uh, we're not just spokespeople; uh, we actually use the products. Yeah, so we do. We do. Flaming Ballers, twenty percent off any of those Manscaped products for hey, shipping. Hey, hey, I gotta say something too, just so you all know. Like this is probably gonna embarrass her, but uh, you know I have multiple Manscaped products. Uh, you know, shout out Manscaped, and uh, and so she was like, "Can I get one of your new ones?" And I was like, "Sure." And I gave it to her, and she loves it too. She uses it for herself, you know, to oh, you know. Whoa, Manscaped! There. there you go. There you go. <laughs> Look at that. Whoa, Manscaped. So there you go. It's all bringing. See, see, for the one female listener out there, if you want to try Manscaped, <laughs> use the code Flaming There might Baller. be dudes that got girlfriends and wives that are like, oh, that's a pretty good idea, Saul. You know, Thanks you know for what? looking out. There I don't you go. Know. I don't know how shipping works, but uh, if you're looking for a Mother's Day gift, Flaming Ballers, save 20% off. Uh, you'll probably get slapped, but uh, you know <laughs> she'll at least have a new trimmer. So that's uh, that's what you can say. So uh, again, thank you to our friends at Manscaped for uh, making this show a little less appropriate if you have children in the car. So... <laughs> That is, that is where we're at. Oh, I wanted to, I wanted to drop another stat on Mikhail here, right? Uh, uh, I know we already did stat me as yeah, earlier. I already, but I already here, took it down. Sorry. Here's buddy. a, here's a second one. We don't need, we don't need the voiceover, lady. Mikhail in the first three minutes in overtime against Cleveland, eight points, two blocks, a steal, and an assist. Yeah, that's pretty good. I would say in three minutes. I don't know. That's more scoring than Dave's doing this weekend. All oh, right. Why you, gotta, you always got to bring Dave up, man. Just let the man be. Dave, he, he brought live, it up. Dave, live your life. 
you that's, ignore. That's a positive. Ignore the noise. That's a positive. I don't. That's not a. You know, look, look. I, I, it sounds fine. But Mikhail, Mikhail coming through big for this team, and I, I. So I think you're right. I think there's a chance that we see, we see Mikhail, we see Da take that next step in the playoffs, and this Suns team really announce themselves at a, at a new level. Like I, I really. I really think that that is a, a big possibility here. I any, absolutely agree. Any absolutely. final thoughts before we uh, – Hello, says in the chat. Espo is manscaping Dave's ego. All right. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, any final thoughts before we get out of your song? Uh, no OC Viagra should not sponsor the show. <laughs> hey, I will read an ad for anybody if they pay enough money, and, I, me and money. I mean that. Dollars. Let's go. Uh, no, you know, I, I, again, uh, there's, there's, we're going into the last week of the season. You know, there's five games left for just about everybody. There's five games left. The NBA did a great job of trying to even out the playing field uh, the last week of the season to make sure everybody had the same amount of games. And when I looked at the schedule this morning, everybody does have about the same amount of games. So uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I just, the play-in is going to be fascinating. I, I'm really anxious to see where the, the Lakers are going to fall. And more importantly, uh, I don't really care at this point as long as the Suns don't fall below the two line, uh, what the Suns do this this week. Um, it's all about you know just staying healthy, playing good basketball, and seeing where the ships fall. And then it's playoff time, baby. Anybody but the Lakers. And I can't wait. Playoff time is going to be fun. We're going to have a better idea of where things sit as of uh, as of next Saturday. We're going to we're going to have a pretty good idea going into the, those play-ins, and then it is playoff time right after that. We're going to be looking at the two Saturdays from now. We'll be talking about the Suns' first round matchup and probably Ooh. that first game that they're going to be playing. Uh, hey, we've we've gone a long way. We've waited a long time. For this, and it's exciting to know that it is almost here. We'll be here with you the entire playoffs. So make sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Hit that uh, join button on YouTube. Get in there. Let's have some fun together in this playoff run. Uh, we've uh, we've been going through a lot. We've gone through a lot together Ooh, on this show over the last four years, and uh, it's time to celebrate a little bit, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna have some fun so you can follow saul on twitter at saul underscore bookman the underscore is there because the saul's got that salty language and the bookman is uh, just not not comfortable with it it's just not not comfortable with it it's not for uh, anybody i was gonna i was gonna go a manscaped joke but we've had too many of them you can follow yeah. me at espo on twitter you can follow the show at sun solar panel you can follow the absent dave king at dave king mba you can ask him how his staycation went there on the uh, on the twitters uh so for dave for saul we will talk to you next week here on the solar panel ahoy hoy Finds the ball, Barkley puts it up, there's a count, it's there, shake it up!